0: This week's Performance Anxiety features Eric Lopez. He plays Hector in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's also a student athlete and an entrepreneur. We talk about his time in Carrollton, Texas, and how he went from high school drama and basketball to acting in L.A. Check him out on social media and give us a follow at PerformanceANX ANX on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to rate and review our shows on iTunes or any other platform you not Please enjoy Performance Anxiety with Eric Lopez. Hey, this is
2: Eric Lopez from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and you're listening to Performance Anxiety.
0: So what I want to do is start with really who you're not, because in researching you, I found out there are a lot of Eric Lopez's. Yes, <laughs> There's a lot. The, you are not a gymnast. You're not a boxer. You're not the colonel in the United States Army. You're not a linebacker for the UTEP minors or a jockey, a saxophonist, a PhD candidate. You're not a transportation coordinator, the associate professor at the Department of Software Engineering and Information Technology of the Ecole de Technologies Supérieures of the University of Quebec in Montreal, Canada. A Cal student, a, Cal, a Caltech student, or a deceased thirty-six-year-old. Right, right. Okay, right. so you're none of those guys. You are the actor, Eric Lopez. Yes,
2: the actor. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on with me and spending a couple minutes uh, talking about your career and and uh, what you've been up to and and hopefully some projects that are that are coming up. Thank you for for coming on with me. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. It's awesome. You didn't start out acting. You you started out more as an athlete. Is that right?
2: Correct. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing basketball growing up and played for my high school.
0: And that was in Carrollton, Texas.
2: Yeah, Carrollton. It's uh, it's center so it's Dallas, Texas, a little bit north of Dallas. Um, usually I just say Dallas because it's it's easy to point on the map, but it's probably about <laughs> like twenty twenty minutes north of Dallas.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Well, now, how big was your school? I mean, were you uh, and, and and were you like one of the stars of the basketball team? Or oh,
2: no, <laughs> um, you know, I I was one of those guys that uh, you know I I played the supporting role really well. Uh, I kind of stemmed from uh, whenever I was I was kind of younger, uh, maybe eighth grade, freshman year. I I had a coach, uh, especially going into freshman year, who really pushed me to be more aggressive and. And be that guy, be the star, and he's like, You got to shoot more, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I started doing that, and I was scoring like more points, and I was, you know, getting to that point. But then I overheard some friends in the locker room I guess I could call them friends, they're not really, really friends, but they're oh. other teammates <laughs> okay. that were like, Yeah, that they were like, um, Man, Eric Cabaja, man, like he's like, you know, shooting it.
0: Oh, you know? and
2: yeah, I know, and and it hurt, and I was I remember talking to my best friend on the team, and I was just like, man, like I need to stop shooting. He's like, don't listen to those guys. Like, if you're scoring and we're winning games, like whatever. And I took it to heart because you know being in high school and especially freshman year, you want to make friends, you want everyone to like you. Yep. So uh, I I started being I played more of a supporting role. Like if if we're down, I'll I'll pick up the pace, but for the most part, I kind of let everyone else get their fix. And it's funny because the people that were complaining that I was being a ball hog, they in turn wanted it was because they wanted to be the star and they wanted to be the ball. Hug. Oh man, it's always the case. Uh, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, just going that path. I I never was uh, too assertive as far as like trying to push myself to be the main guy on the team and be too vocal. I was just like, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm gonna do my work. I'm gonna do it well, and uh, I'll fit in wherever you guys need me. So oh, yeah my Athletic career in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's serving you well now. So, well, who was your team though? Because now you're not originally from Texas. You're born in California, right?
2: Yeah, I was born in California. I was here for about uh, four years, and my parents, were, after the Northridge earthquake, they were like, "We got to get out of here."
0: Oh so, god! Yeah,
2: um, yeah, we we moved out, and and I was essentially raised for the rest of my life in Texas. And uh, yeah.
0: so, who are your teams?
2: The Dallas Cowboys. I and even they, that. they have a huge fan base in California
0: as well. Oh, but they got a fan base everywhere. I'm in i I'm just outside of D.C. and you know this is Redskins territory. And man, their are Cowboys fans coming out of the woodwork. It's just it's insane. Oh really? Oh my god, dude! DC you probably the...
2: show their, their faces.
0: Oh yeah, they they, they they well now yeah they've been hiding them for a little while. But it's funny if you ever go to FedEx Field, it's it's possibly the and then this is not just me. Saying this from experience, because I'm not even really a Redskins fan. I didn't grow up in this area, really. But uh, this has actually been voted on. FedEx Field for the Redskins is possibly one of the two worst stadium experiences in the NFL, and it's not just. Oh well, it's not just for the high price of of food and drinks. It's the awful parking because there's. I think there's one way in and one way out into the stadium. The parking lot is awful and the, uh, the fan experience is, is ridiculous because Washington being such a transient area, you have fans f- of almost every team in the area and one of the big problems with oh, yeah. government, yeah, you get a lot of government people here and one of the big problems is when, when the Skins play, I mean, it's, at best, it's maybe split 50-50 between the Redskins and whoever they're playing. So the fan, the opposing fans will take over the stadium, especially, especially Dallas and Pittsburgh.
2: Man, that's crazy! I did not know that. Oh, I know that happened here in L.A. Uh, I guess whenever the Eagles were rolling pretty well uh, last year, yeah, uh, they were playing. I think they were playing the Rams last year, yeah. And then a buddy of mine went, and he was like, "It was the majority of the crowd was Eagles fans.
0: That's crazy! I mean, man. God bless them for having great fans. A, a friend of mine is a really big Eagles fan, but I hate him. I hate the Eagles. Yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, for sure. But yeah. you know, if your fans travel, you know that that's that's good for the for, for them. Horrible if you're the opposing team. So. <laughs> all right, so so you yeah, you Cowboys exactly. fan. So getting all kind of a little off off the topic here. You think Dak's the the uh, quarterback of the future in Dallas?
2: You know, uh, I. At first, I said absolutely, and then whenever we were going through that rough period in the beginning of the season, it was very hard to tell. I didn't want to be like, oh, no, he's not our quarterback, because I felt like he didn't have the right weapons. Uh, okay. So, as soon as we got Amari, I was like, okay, now that we have Amari, like, now is his time to prove, is he going to be our quarterback in, in the next couple uh, coming years or what, and because he was able to, like, you know, show up and Amari, like, fit in, like, a glove and everything's rolling, I think he's kind of proven himself. Uh, we have to win a playoff game, though. If, if he doesn't win a playoff game in the next, you know, if he doesn't have a big, iconic moment uh, in the next two years, I think we're going to try to draft someone else. Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope he does. He seems like a really nice guy, so.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But- and I I love Amari Cooper. I'm a big Alabama fan. I moved up to uh, Virginia from Alabama. I'm a huge, huge Crimson Tide fan. So I love seeing my guys do well, and uh, nice. it, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see Amari having like a resurgence in his career because he was starting to he was struggling at, in in uh, Oakland there for a while. So, so but
2: right, yeah. I mean, it's great that it's happening now with the
0: Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and I, I actually I was born in Texas and uh, I I kind of grew up a, a cowboy fan. I don't really follow a team in the NFL. I. I gravitated more towards college and I follow my Crimson Tide guys in the NFL. So it's hard for me to watch Dak doing well because he went to Mississippi state, but (laughs) I'm glad he's doing well with Amari. So, So, all right. So is Dallas, your team in, in all the sports, you, you, uh, the Spurs and stars fan or.
2: Right. I, yeah, I would say uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, Yeah. Stars, uh, rangers uh mostly i stick to the the, the teams I, I hardcore follow are the the mavericks and uh, and the cowboys uh, i used to be a big rangers fan back whenever uh, i lived there and i could actually go to the games uh, oh, a little nice. bit tougher yeah it's a little bit tougher i mean uh to, to keep up with with baseball uh during the regular season but during the playoffs it's always great to see the rangers do well
0: oh yeah yeah I mean, yeah i was a Big Rangers fan myself because when I started really following sports, I was living well. I spent most of my childhood either between Virginia and New Jersey, um, but when I started really following sports, I asked my dad, "Like, hey, all right, so where was I? Where was I from? Texas? What are What are Texas teams?" So he threw them out, and I'm like, "All right, those are my teams: so Rangers, Cowboys." So, but uh, anyway, so you you were uh, you were athlete in, in school. And where did the turn towards acting come in?
2: The turn happened uh, kind of, it, it happened through an accident. I was playing basketball. It was like early on in the season of my junior year. And I, I came down, I got a rebound and I came down uh, and I landed on someone's foot. So I twisted my ankle pretty bad. Ooh. Uh, tore, like, yeah, I tore a ligament and I actually had to be in a cast. So
0: oh. I was out. Jeez. Uh.
2: Never really focused on things that I was doing well? Um, uh, it was just kind of like, "Hey, you're doing," and I'm like, "Man, I feel like I'm not even wanted here," you know? Oh, wow! Uh, even though I was I was getting playing time, I was doing well. Like they were super nice guys, but I just felt like they already had their favorites, and um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a very really tough situation because that was that happening on one side, and then on the other side, you have this really enthusiastic drama, you know, teacher who's like we'll work with your schedule and just let us know and, you know, uh, you know, we can work with you and I think you should do this. He was just super encouraging um, in in everything that I was doing. And I was like, oh, wow, like I feel actually wanted here.
0: All right. So So, what what uh, was his name? Give me his name because maybe we can get this out to him somehow.
2: Oh, no, I I had to follow up. His name is David Crutcher. I think he's uh, he's still teaching probably somewhere in Knoxville. But I I had to follow up because – Later on, once I finally got on Crazy X and everything, I, I'm like, man, I need to go back and find where he is because I need to thank him. And um, my, my wife's actually from uh, Nashville, and okay. we made the trek out to Knoxville uh, a few Christmases ago, and I met up with them for dinner, and we just, you know, caught oh, up, yeah. so it was pretty fun.
0: Dude, that's awesome. That is really <laughs> yeah. cool. All right, so so you, you start this transition from uh, athlete to actor. Was it something? Did you just jump right into it, or were you a little hesitant at first? Because I know uh, I, I have friends out in LA right now who had went went a similar path, uh, injured playing. Was, it, he was injured playing football, and he had to take an acting class, and he just kind of was going through it because he had to, and then suddenly, just slowly realized, I love this. This is great. Or was it for you, was it something like you just immediately knew?
2: I think it was something like that I immediately recognized that I, it was a challenge for sure. At okay. first it was a artistic challenge, like, oh wow, like, how do I, you know, I thought making someone laugh was actually easy. I was like, I was like, oh, you can just make someone laugh because the words are so good, especially coming from theater. Like, some of the dialogue and the scenarios were so great that I'm like, oh, there's not much of a challenge, but I'm like, so I lean more towards dramatic stuff. I'm like, how can I make this real but on stage? And I don't know, I, I, I just lean more towards that. And okay. um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think transitioning from sports, being an athlete and training your entire life, really, you you know what practice is like, you know what it's like to be in a big game, right. you know where your mindset can be. So I kind of took that same kind of formula and I did the same thing for uh, doing a play or doing a monologue, you know, I rehearse, 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 and then, you know, the day of, I kind of like try to be loose and try to like, you know, be open to whatever happens, and, uh, and then once you're actually playing, you know, just be, be like water, you know, like yeah, go with the flow, you know.
0: So then, and your background in sports helped you out because I, I, I heard of this. Thing that you got involved in, and I call it a thing. I hate saying that, but I, I don't know exactly what else to call it until I jump into it. You got involved in competitive acting tournaments. What? What the hell is a competitive tor- acting tournament?
2: I I did. I um, yeah, it was a competitive acting tournament. I was very intrigued by this. So after, so th- that semester that I was hurt, and I made, made the switch to acting full time. I had a decision to make that summer, uh, my senior year, going into my senior year. Am I going to go back to basketball or am I going to do acting full time? So I decided at the end of my junior year to quit basketball and to focus on acting full time. OK. Um, and and then as I was mentioning that I wanted to go, you know, face for like, you know, I had, like just completely dive into acting everything that was acting. And okay. so I asked the people, the, the coach and, you know, I'm sorry, the acting, the drama teacher and other other actors, other thespians in the, in the drama department, what's the best way that I can keep doing this? And everyone kept on saying, oh, well, you have to do uh, interpretation, like inter." So pretty much what it is, is you go to different schools. So different schools have tournaments, right, on okay. weekends or during, or sometimes during the week. But you show up. You dress nice, right? Because you're you're with the debate people, it's a debate and inter- interpretation. So you dress oh, nice. Okay. You're all dressed up, and um, you're not dressed like the character or anything. So you're all dressed uh, like you know, like usually button up suit, whatever.
0: So like you're going to a and, debate.
2: Yeah, essentially, like you're dressed like you're going to a debate, or just like a button up, um, which was kind of weird to me. But I got it because I understood what they were trying to do because they're trying to not uh, They're trying to like have you focus the judges focus on your performance and not necessarily what you're wearing. Okay. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So then, you end up going into these rooms, right? So you show up, you know, you're like, alright, cool, I'm here for the tournament and there is essentially like a playoff bracket, right? Okay. <laughs> there's, uh, a <laughs> there's a bunch of different, there's a bunch of different rooms and let's just say for example, you you have a, there's dramatic pieces so you do a dramatic monologue. You can do a comedic piece so that's a separate bracket. Those are, duet where you do something with someone else or you can do a duo which is the same as a duet except you can't touch or look at each other um Uh, what yeah it's fascinating you're both looking (laughs) i
0: don't know what is the what is the practical purpose of that though
2: (laughs) i don't get that it's it's, the creative the creativity of it is like astounding
0: really And I'm, just,
2: I'm just like too aware of like the situation when cause it's like, if you're doing a, a scene with a reader or if you're reacting off someone, that's one thing. But if you're literally like just doing a monologue and talking to the air, like I, I wasn't skilled in uh, public speaking. So I became very nervous Oh, and I, that was in my strong suit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man.
2: See, uh, yeah.
0: That's crazy. That, that wasn't what I was picturing at all. I was picturing something more like, have you ever heard of chess boxing?
2: Chess boxing, though.
0: No. Okay, so what it is is two guys in a ring with boxing gloves on, and they they make chess moves, and then the once they're done, they box around, and then they come back to the chess game. Oh wow! And it, it's it's really bizarre. It's very. <laughs> you should look it up somewhere because it's it's really. We- I can't decide if I'm fascinated by it. Or just think it's the dumbest thing in the world, but that's kind of what I was picturing. Like, like, but I was picturing a bunch of kids acting and then beating each other up and then going to another room to do a different scene and then fighting. <laughs> so no, I guess it's not what it is, not not what I was thinking at all. So I'm yeah, glad you, you
2: get it's, it's it's interesting because like the way you advance is the judge gives you a score. So there, let's just say there's like anywhere between like five or six people to ten people in a room.
0: Okay. several
2: different rooms, and the only way you advance to the next round is if you're one of the top three people. So you get a number. like one, two, three. One means that you did the best out of the entire, you know, room. Uh, So, honestly, it really depends on... You could be in a room full of just awesome people, and there could be another room where everyone, like, is not as good or prepared, and they, like, they still have to advance three people, and the people that were better in the other room got, you know, kind of screwed out of it. so, So it was a very... Your system, yeah.
0: That's so. And so, do you pick one room per tournament, and and you're there for that's your tournament is th- that room, or can you go from room to room? Is there enough time to go from room to room?
2: Um. So the so you you can pick whatever like I guess category you want. Like if you want to do a comedic piece, dramatic piece, duet, whatever. All that has to be assigned beforehand. And then once you get there, they tell you which room you're going to be in, ah. and then you're always con- you're constantly switching rooms. So maybe the judge might stay there, and then another batch of people might come in. But for the most part, uh, you're constantly like going from this room to the next room if you're doing multiple tournaments. If
0: oh, you're only wow. doing like,
2: dramatic, then you pretty much just do that and you wait for the results.
0: Wow. So so if you want to do more than one, you've got to be even. Well, got even if you just pick one you've got to be prepared because you could be doing multiple scenes in, in, in one tournament then. So it's,
2: yeah, there's it, people that were good at it. There were people that just did everything, every single like comedic duet duo, like all of them. And they killed it. They would always go to the finals and every single one. You're like, how are you so good at this? You know, but,
0: how do you have time to do all that? <laughs> I mean, just getting from one room to the, another would would take time.
2: Yeah. It's, um, I mean once you memorize the lines and everything, it's just like doing a performance over and over again um, but yeah it was it was pretty fascinating. We got pretty far with the duet and the duo that I did was pretty good so uh yeah no no mistake there that my best stuff
0: was not by myself <laughs> so that so all of that kind of gave you some chops to to start doing it professionally, and your first I think your first paying gig was for Dick's Sporting Goods. Is that right. right?
2: Yeah, I I had a I had a buddy in in class in my uh, theater class who quit football and he wanted to do this professionally and he had the same mentality. He's like, yo, you know, we have to get this money. If you <laughs> want to get this money, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get this money, man. And then I'm like I'm like, how do you get this money? And she was like, you have to get an agent. <laughs>
0: You have, Damn it! You have to get an agent. <laughs> that's that's what I'm 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 missing that part right now. Damn it! Took yeah. me it took me to be so. 45 to hear that. Damn it!
2: <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I was hearing it while I was still in high school, so it's kind of crazy. To I, I recently did a talk. I went back to uh, Texas. They they had a Texas Thespian Festival, so it's a statewide uh, festival for uh, theater, like students and teachers where they perform and they get to do workshops. Okay. So I did a workshop, uh, I guess speaker or instructor or something. And I did a couple workshops for the kids. Uh, I did about like 15 workshops and I did, a uh, just to like inform everyone on things that I wish I would have known. And I'm like, this is kind of cool that I literally was sitting where they were, um, not too long ago and, you know, moved to LA and, you know, I'm on a show and I've been on other shows. So it's like, I just wanted to get
0: back any information that I wish I would have known whenever I was still in high school. Well, and you're doing that on your own as well with your own podcast, right?
2: Right. Yeah. That, and then the podcast is another way that I can do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's tough to stay on schedule with that with I was, everything going on.
0: I was going to rip on you a little bit for that because I listened to all five of your episodes and I believe... The last one it was, like a was part. A lie. Yeah, it was supposed supposed to be part one of a four part series, and you left me hanging, dude.
2: I know. I need to come back to it. I've been <laughs> I've heard it from all angles, and I think I just I honestly need to just like sit down, crank them all out, and then release them for like the holidays or something.
0: See uh-huh. exactly. But those they actually and and in all fairness, they're good. They're they give you some they give uh, you know, prospective actors, good advice. You know, your work, you're drawn from your own experience, and that's really valuable. So, I'm not going to rip on you too much for not having updated it in six months.
2: Oh gosh, yeah, it's been six months.
0: Just a little, <laughs> and I'm still waiting for part two of the four part series. So, all uh, right,
2: uh, you know what? It's it's happening. It's uh, happening. We're I'm, I'm
0: putting it out there. All right, it's good. Happen. Good, awesome. Now I want to. I want to find out a little bit more about another, uh, before we get into what, you know, what you're really known for here, I want to find out a little bit more about what you're not known for. How is that rap career going?
2: Oh, geez. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's not really a career. It's, uh, it started off in elementary school, me just kind of writing little raps and wanting to be like a um, man. Or 50
0: cent, you know. God, you're making me feel old, dude. <laughs> Elementary <laughs> school and M M&M and M don't go together for me. It's like, you know, my second or third job in M and M. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm old. I'm I'm a. L- <laughs> uh, it's, all, yeah. it's okay. I'll I'll be telling kids about
2: like M M&M. and M. They'll be like, "Who?
0: Yeah, those are delicious." Yeah, the the candy? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so elementary school and M&M. Go ahead, I interrupted you. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was doing that, and then uh, as I was going on, I I think the big switch was whenever I got a MacBook and I had GarageBand, and I was like, oh, snap, I can put in uh, a track here, and I can, like, do my own vocals and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so uh, I started playing around with that, and I started, and then slowly I got a microphone, and then I started you know I actually you know not many songs were released but I actually did probably done at least like 30 or 40 songs
0: oh and, man
2: um, they've all just like you know like and I have probably written way more I've probably written like at least like a hundred something songs but I've just kept them all like to myself because um, I, I feel like I'm a perfectionist and I just like I'm like oh no it's not good enough or oh no this Good. yeah so i think the only thing i've really released that i've shown like a lot of people is something i did for fun with a, a buddy of mine because we would always like freestyle and then i'm like dude we just need to make a song we should make a song so we made a song and i put it on youtube and we made a we made a music video in his apartment i was like let's just do this and i edited it together it was all goofy <laughs> but uh um, yeah that was the extent of my rapping career uh,
0: <laughs> well yeah. it, look you don't know and let's see try it So you got to, you got to go out and try it, right?
2: Yeah. I think that's, uh, I I think one of the things that I wrote down with whenever I'm like, I want to look back on life and say, I, I'm, I, I don't want to look back and regret that I didn't do something. And one of those things is make a mixtape. So I want to make a full out mixtape, just make it fun and just have it done. And that's one of the things I want to have done and not regret. I didn't do, you know?
0: So was, was he? Your musical background. I, I mean, do you, do you play any instruments, or is it strictly rapping uh, and garage band?
2: Yeah, and garage band. Um, I'm trying to think. I I think early on, I had a fascination with piano, but not um, not your traditional, you know, classical stuff. I had a fascination with taking R and B songs oh. or uh, or like you know, popular pop songs, and finding a way finding covers online. And playing like hooks or playing like melodies on the piano. So I thought that was really fun. I'm like, I'm like, man, everyone that plays piano, they they kind of just play like the same old, like you know, classical, song. beautiful songs. Right. But I'm like, I, I really like the popular stuff, um, but in a classical, like you know, piano way. So I would find covers online and practice doing that, or practice doing R and B covers and stuff. And it was pretty cool uh, to find all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And then I and then like you know, I think. Most recently I got into guitar. I did a play here in LA and I had a few months and I had a lot of downtime, so I picked up a guitar and I kinda of taught myself a few few little things here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nice. I think I'm someone that just like loves I I just love uh the creative side of a lot of things. So that was musical instruments is always gonna be like there to like play around with.
0: So did your somewhat did, did your i guess maybe fascination with music was that what drew you to crazy ex-girlfriend because i'll be honest with you I, I i don't know many uh musical comedies i i especially on you know as as a TV series I haven't seen a whole lot of them so it, it, it's really unique and but i don't think that's something that everybody would be drawn to uh, from an acting standpoint and and let alone be successful at so going in i'm assuming you knew what it was when when you went for the audition um was that something that drew you to that series and something you wanted to do the fact that it was musical i actually had no idea really oh that's even better yeah yeah i had no idea i
2: i remember i was on a a tv show called baking it on tv and that was a comedy and I don't know, it was, it was kind of interesting how that audition for Crazy Axe came about because essentially it wasn't, there wasn't any sides for it that uh, they gave me ahead of time. They were just like, hey, show up, You know, we'll give you the sides on the spot. Okay, so now and just
0: just in case, what do you mean by a side?
2: Oh, a uh, side is in like uh, your script, like for your audition. Okay. So for example, yeah, if, if I was going to go in for uh, – bad guy number three or something like that in a TV show, I would get an email saying, hey, this is where you have to go. This is what time you have to be there. Um, and you would have the, the size, which is like your script, which which means it's only like two or three pages sometimes.
0: Maybe ah, like okay. pages. Oh, but so like the side of the page. Specific... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, so you're not getting the full, full script, but you're getting like your a piece of it. So they call them side.
0: Okay. That makes a lot uh, of sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah. So then I, they didn't send those. So all I had to really work off of was it was a new show called crazy Ex girlfriend. Uh, it was starring Rachel bloom and, um, uh, other, you know, Broadway stars. And I, I looked up Rachel and I'm like, okay, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to make this music video. Like, YouTube sensation into a TV show, but I think her stuff is funny. Like, I thought her music videos were really funny, so I'm like, I trust that it's, you know, going to be funny, because her stuff's funny. Right. And then, and then, and then, the the side, the breakdown was that this character was a stoner. So I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to, like, kind of stand out? And I just essentially was going through my closet, and I had recently come back from, and I had a Hawaiian shirt. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this guy's like a surfer, you yeah? know? So I, I threw on the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I put on a bandana. You know, I rolled up a bandana, and I put it on my head, and I tied it up, and I showed up, and I just, you know, my whole mentality was, he's not stoned. just super chill and happy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I like that. So, yeah. And then once I finally got showed up, everyone else was like, you know, kind of like stonery type of wardrobe, which is like hoodie, jeans, you know, big uh, jacket, you know, almost like they're, they're either like they don't care or they're like on the couch all day. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, man, either I hit a home run or I'm going to get kicked out of the <laughs> <laughs> Showing up in my Hawaiian shirt while in like bright colors while these, all these other guys are coming in with like gray, you know, jacket and like looking super mellow. Oh,
0: filthy and... <laughs> Oh
2: man! Yeah, so it was. It was tough, but I went in there and uh, they gave me the size immediately. I I read the dialogue and I was like, "Wow, I connect with this." I totally understand the comedy they're going for. Um, it was. It yeah. It was. You could see. At least I could see like the character of Hector right away, and uh, and the casting director Felicia was like super nice. And she just like gave me complete free reign to just like be loose and have fun and. She encouraged me to keep going with whatever I was doing, so that was really cool. And then even on set, once I got on set, finally Rachel was the same way. She was like, "Hey, we're gonna do it a couple times, like by the script, and then like have fun. Like you know, we want to make it a loose, you know, kind of set, and uh, we just do it by the books first, and then do whatever we want."
0: So after your audition, how long did it take for them to contact you to let you know either they wanted to see you again or that you had gotten the part? I hear I hear stories about it taking. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it'll take a month, and then sometimes it's like right away.
2: Yeah. Well, they they had already shot the pilot. Um, <laughs> I I so, so here's the thing. I was in episode two, and I I, I would have to say maybe like a week or two after I did the audition, I got cast in it, and I heard stories from like White Josh, uh, who's David Holt plays White Josh who uh, he originally auditioned for the role of, of Josh, funny enough, and I believe, I think, or maybe, but yeah, I, I think that's what he auditioned for. Um, and then they, they ended up calling him, like, way later, like months and months later after he auditioned for that part, after they shot the, the pilot and everything, like, hey, they want to actually, like, cast you for this friend role as White Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, yeah, because he had done such a good job in the original audition, that they're like, man, this guy's so good. Like we would, you know, we, he, we think he fits in. We just need to figure out a way to make him fit. Right. So they just added him in as a friend. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: So, and then the, 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 uh, character you play ended up actually being a surfer.
2: Yeah. And then that was even crazier. Cause yeah, right away, right off the gates, they're like, Oh, this is, you know, Hector is, you know, uh, I think he said I was a 203rd and I was like, Oh, 202nd actually. Um, uh, <laughs> <surfer>. uh, <laughs> But, yeah, it's it was kind of funny because once I I saw that, I was like, oh, I guess, they're, I guess they are going with the surfer instead of the stoner vibe.
0: Man, look at that. Influencing the script even before you get the part. Yeah. All right, so.
2: I mean, I can't, I can't take too much credit for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Those, those writers, man, every every writer on the show is, like, super brilliant, so I'm sure they probably already had that at the back of their head.
0: Uh, I don't, I'm giving I don't you know. credit for it. I'm going to give you 100% <laughs> credit for it. So. This is the the last season of the show, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to ask for any spoilers or any any dirt or anything like that. I, I promise you. But I can't I can't promise that. I did ask uh, some listeners for some questions, which I'm going to ask you at the end of the interview. So I can't. I if I there are any questions that are about that, I don't take any credit for them. So. But your your character Hector get is a uh, he's married. And you were married? Did that happen pretty much at the same time? Because it says pretty seems like a pretty close window.
2: Uh, you know, it's one of those interesting things where it, like life imitates art, I guess, uh, <laughs> or I guess art imitates life. Uh, yeah, I I got eloped in in June and this
0: year, and um, eloped. Yeah, it was early in June, and it was
2: right before. The season started the writers room started, and I remember, like, telling uh, Rachel about it, and and then she was like, oh my gosh, congrats, like, that's so great, and then, like, time passed, and then the season started picking up, and then we went through episode one, and she's like, hey, by the way, uh, episode three, like, you know, I, I think you guys are going to, like, get married, and I was like, oh, cool, and then she's like, yeah, but it's going to be like, you guys get eloped, and then, like, you get, because you want a wedding, so you end up getting married later on. And it's funny because that's actually what's happening in my real life. And I told her that I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, I told you this a while back that I got eloped and I'm doing a real wedding, like, or like a real, cer- like a big ceremony and stuff uh, later on in March. And she was like, Oh, did you? And I think, I don't know. It must've been like
0: <laughs> some kind of like, subconscious I, thing.
2: Yeah. subconscious thing or something. Uh, I know she was saying that the, the writers kind of wanted to go that route anyway with, with those characters um, so yeah, it must've been, there's just a lot of similarities. I just thought it was super funny. So i once again, not taking credit, but like, <laughs> it's just so funny how those things kind of happen.
0: Yeah. No kidding, man. So now that this shows over, what's next for you?
2: So yeah, we're, we're still actually finishing up shooting through the new year and everything.
0: No, see, I've got so you far. done already. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah, So I'm no, jumping still, way ahead. Apparently. We're,
2: yeah. We're still cranking away, man. Um, and but yeah, in the new year, my I did a film that did the festival circuit, and I'm the lead in the film. It's called Flavor of Life, and that should be releasing on January 1st. So that'll be pretty dope for oh, everyone to finally see that. Yeah, what, that'll be great.
0: All right, what is that about?
2: Uh, yeah, Flavor of Life. I it's it's about this uh, grandpa and grandson who are uh, they own a a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and it's it's going out of business, and they're trying to uh they're trying to save it.
0: Okay. Did, now, did you write part of any of this, or were, was this just something that you got involved with as an actor?
2: Yeah, it was something I got involved with as an actor. I um, yeah, I got, they sent me the script and I, I I read it over and I thought there was a lot of uh, yeah, there, there was just a lot of good family stuff in there that like I feel like I, I don't know I'm I'm a sucker for like family drama. Uh, yeah. And and bringing like you know bringing some light to it. So I saw enough of that. I saw enough conflict. You know, you know the, the grandson is coming back from jail, and he's trying to get his life straight. So that's why he takes he, he takes a job at the grandpa's restaurant. You know, to try to keep his life back in order. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it, it was very interesting uh, kind of take on on a Latino relationship. gangbangers or something or right. being like, yeah, something that usually they're not. And it was really cool to see kind of a redeeming story.
0: Yeah. A, a good positive role for, for Latinos, right. especially like, like you're saying Latino males.
2: Right. Exactly.
0: And you're also working on a documentary. You break, I fix.
2: Oh, you, you did some.
0: Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you still working yeah. on that? What they, kind of company is it? What do they do?
2: They fix laptops, and <laughs> this is like an ad for you, break guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe they'll sponsor uh, yeah, they, this
2: they episode. Fix, <laughs> they fix phone. So well, it's spelled like with a U, so it's like you know, uh, instead of like a Y O U, it's just the letter U. <laughs> yeah. so you
0: break oh, I fix. Nice, I like uh, that. But,
2: but yeah, they they fix phones, laptops, uh, game consoles, all this stuff, and yeah, I mean, I I got to see how the the company worked from the inside and i after i got into you know faking it and crazy x i you know stopped working there i was able to work as an actor but i kept in contact with all those people because they were such good friends and um and then i had some extra time in my hands last uh at last hiatus which ended a lot sooner last hiatus we ended in december and then i had like january february free and everything I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to tell your guys a story. So I went down to Florida. I recorded a bunch of interviews and found out some really cool stuff. And then I found out, oh, wow, I need to get more interviews. So uh, <laughs> I've just kind of been waiting, waiting until we go into hiatus again for a Crazy X, And then I'm going to go back down to Florida to get some more interviews with some, uh, some, I guess, key people that I kept on hearing stories about. So I'll have to go back there and get
0: get that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Now, I... I, I I did do some research on you and I I did read an interview and I wanted to ask you this because it kind of touched on this a little bit in the interview uh, but I just want to ask you directly do you feel like you've made it yet in Hollywood as an actor? Uh, Because I know you're not uh, getting calls from your parents anymore asking you to come home.
2: Yeah and you know the short answer is yes. Like yes, I like you know I I feel like I made it, but then I think the fascinating part is just the idea of making it—not to go all artistic or anything like that. But <laughs> I, I remember I remember speaking to the high school students, and they were just like, "It's so it's so fascinating how they view things." And they're like, "How long did it take you to book your first audition?" And how do, you do that? I'm like, "You cannot play that game. You can't because you know if you focus on things like you know, oh, where am I in my career opposed to this person, then." the things that got you to that point, then you're, you're not going to keep progressing. So to me, I feel like if I ever felt like, Oh sure,
0: I made it like, to me, that's complacency. Right. Okay, right. Right. So, I, but I also
2: have to be aware that like, yeah, in a sense, like, you know, this is what I do for a living. So technically as far as, you know, that goes like, yeah, I made it, but I, we, we haven't reached the, I guess the, uh, the, the pinnacle of, of what we're trying to achieve here you know
0: yeah well I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> what I mean I think you've made it because the measure if you think about it the measure of, be- of making it is when you're being interviewed by a middle aged man on a podcast <laughs> that he does in his dining room about the musical comedy that's just that's wrapping up that's pretty much making it so congrats I
2: love it thank you for the 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now, I got to ask you one more thing before I get into some of the, my listener questions here for uh, for you. I saw that you you do other things besides acting and one of those is a is an app called Busy. Yes. Now, can you explain what that is and uh where you are in the development of that?
2: Uh we're actually launching really soon. We're we're in beta. We're launching into the App store probably in a week and a half. Um, Oh, nice! We really wanted to do it Christmas, but yeah, that stemmed from you know the show talks about mental illness and depression and all these other things. That actually stemmed from my own kind of battle coming to Los Angeles and dealing with a lot of different anxieties. Dealing with you know it's such a it's such a big city, and it's very hard to find time with people. And it's very hard to like connect on schedules. And there's so many anxieties with like planning stuff, like sending a text message, calling someone, especially if you haven't seen them in a bit. And the first thing you want to think is like, oh man, what if they're busy? What if, you know, and then like you, I don't know, there's just so many anxieties that come with it. Okay. So I got together with some friends and I, I have a, a, a background in graphic design and, and I kind of put together a little prototype mockup, showed it to some people, they were interested. Um, told my friends like the big picture. I was like, "Hey, this is where we can take it. This is all the stuff we can do." But first, we got to build this small part of it, and they were on board. So uh, one of them works at Netflix, and the other one uh, actually works for You Guy Fix. So they're they're both well versed <laughs> in the you know, they're well versed in the business type yes. of thing. And
0: it know? comes so, full yeah. circle.
2: It comes full circle, man. Yeah, and yeah it's really it's a really cool <laughs> thing. Hopefully. Hopefully, it's one of those things that um, you know it can be one of those actors that transitions into to the whole uh, Silicon Valley tech startup stuff, like an Ashton Kutcher type.
0: There you go. Well, look, I mean, you got you've got backups for your downtime in acting, so that's. I mean, it sounds to me like things are working out for you. So, let me ask you a couple of listener questions here, and I'll let you have the rest of your night. Um, I've got uh, from at Sarah Kieran's, she's got three questions. She wants to know if Hector has a last name.
2: <laughs> uh man, this has been a topic of discussion. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, we we've actually had this conversation within the cast, and um we I think I forget who brought it up. They brought it up, I think, season three. They're like, Cause we were talking about, or maybe season two, whenever we first introduced my mom, okay, they were like, Oh, Mrs. Hector's mom. Um, <laughs> really know what to say. So, uh, the solution was instead of giving me a last name, they gave her a first name. Okay. So we technically, we have not had a, a last name. Um, it's something that they're still going back and forth on. Cause I, I, they've had it we've had conversations about what it would be um, but I I think they're still debating whether or not like they are actually going to reveal it and if they do reveal it then how would they reveal it you know I hate to tell you um,
0: they're they're running out of time (laughs)
2: yeah So that, like part of me is like I don't mind if they don't reveal it because it could be almost like a scrub sting where you never know, like really, you know the, jan- the janitor situation. Yeah. So I thought it'd be really cool to like you know just have that you just never know Hector's last name. Um, <laughs> and, and it'd also be really really funny if he like took like Heather's last name or something, you know? Yeah. Like I think yeah, he had a lot like Davis. So it's like oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, wait, Victor, what's your last name? It's Davis. I it took Kevin's last name. <laughs>
0: Uh, Sarah also wants to know how's the insurance working out for him.
2: Oh, it's working out great. Good. I am, uh, yeah, we're, I'm covered for uh, for acupuncture, and it's great. So it's uh, helping out.
0: All right, good. And what is Hector's current state surfing rank? It's gone down. It's, oh. uh it's gone
2: down. It's gone down. Unfortunately, it's. Uh, Trust me, he would be the first to tell you if it went up to two hundred one, two hundred three, <laughs> four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, You know, I <laughs> I remember whenever I first was like, oh, oh, two hundred two. I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, and that's what I think about. I'm like, who checks that? Like, seems yeah. like so proud of it. <laughs> like, unless you're in the top
0: one hundred, like who checks anymore? You know, like well, at that uh, point, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't like, number two hundred five be like just some dude who gets out and. Tries is taking surfing lessons. Yeah, exactly. So I I believe I'm giving (laughs) lessons now. I think that's my my thing. (laughs) Hector's giving lessons, so he's kind of falling off the rank. All right. Um, At Brandy M Torres wants to. uh, she She Actually, at first she wants to say congrats on getting married on and off screen, and then she wanted to know your feelings on closing the Crazy Ex Girlfriend chapter for you.
2: Thank you for the congratulations. Uh, yeah, the it's 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 a little bittersweet. It's it's one of those things where you look back on and you're like, wow, I've known these people for four like four years essentially, and you've built these friendships. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where we're just kind of focus on enjoying the time now. Like you know, any any opportunity we can get, like to hang out, to see each other um, off, off set. Like we, we try to take advantage of that and we, uh, we, we definitely want to make sure that we're enjoying this time instead of being like, Oh man, it's over. Like yeah. we we just want yeah. to enjoy it. And then I'm sure it's going to hit us all on the like final episode or second to last episode. It's Definitely going to hit us all. So basically so, it's, it's uh, like
0: your senior year of high school. Cause you, you know, the C the series is ending. It's not like you're just getting canceled. So you're just trying to compare it
2: to our senior year of, of college. Um, because it's a tighter-knit group. In high school, there's a, a wider net, and, okay. and, you, and for the most part, most people can go to the same college. Like You can still pick that. Like, oh, if I'm really good friends with this person, I'm so going to go to this college. But, but once you're in college and you're seniors and you're graduating, you have a closer group of friends. So it's a lot tighter, and you've, you've kind of gone through more of life together. And also, too, you don't have any control over where you're going to work. It's all up to employers.
0: Oh, okay, I I like that. That's much better. Much better than high school. Oh I mean, you. <laughs> right, um, Brandy has two more questions, and I'll get to them real fast. here. She wants to know why uh, Hector and Heather did not take Estrella with them. That's my uh-huh. Spanish Estrella. accent.
2: Estrella, yeah. She, uh, we had to leave her behind because. Uh, the animals can get a little anxious and they, if you, if you move them, they can actually, you know, uh, they can die. They can die in the moving. We, we didn't want to risk her life, so we just said it's better to keep it, to let her stay put, um. Uh, I know this because I used to work at an aquarium. So I,
0: <laughs> Wait, I didn't find that out at all. You used to work in an aquarium? Oh no, no! This, 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 you'll <laughs>
2: always find it here.
0: Like, damn! I I thought I was digging so deep, and I didn't find that at all.
2: There's no way. No, I, I used to work at Legoland and Sea—I C- believe it was called Sea C- Life. Yeah, Legoland and Sea C- Life and Grapevine Mills Mall, and uh, and we had a couple of cases where like animals would would get anxious and they would die in transit. Um, and oh, it's just, a, you know, just a piece, you know, it's like aquariums. I guess it's like a dirty little secret, you know, <laughs> that but, uh, it just happens, you know, it just happens in, in transit.
0: And she wants to know, how is Hector's mom doing with no roommate since he isn't close by?
2: Oh, she's doing great. She's <laughs> going out every night. She has her friend group. If anything, she's happy that finally everyone's gone. You no, know, I... I've never seen Hector's mom as, like, someone that gets down whenever he's not around. I feel like she's the life of the party anywhere she goes.
0: Gosh, there you go. So I have yeah. one last question for you. What was the worst audition you've ever been on? Oh. Uh, and that'll be the last question of the night, I promise.
2: Worst audition? I mean, man, there's, there's been, like, <laughs> I think any and actor can <laughs> Now you say they've
0: had a lot. You can look at it two ways. And and I've asked a lot of people this. Uh and, and I'll give I'll tell you what one of my friends uh mentioned. So he went in for one audition, and you can look at it as your worst performance or the worst thing you could have possibly seen at when you got to the audition. His was he went there not exactly knowing what he what was going on, and they asked him to do a strip tease for him, and they had a stripper pole in the room yeah. and they asked him to do of striptease. So he decided to make it comedic and then fall over the place and just, but, so you can take it either way.
1: Uh, that's
2: actually, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, I would say.
0: (laughs) You may know this gentleman too.
2: (laughs) It's, uh, it was actually, I, I would say there was a, there was an audition whenever I, I went in and I wasn't right for the part. I remember even like, reading the script and being like, oh, why am I auditioning for this character and not the other character? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> so as I always you know, I read it, I memorized it and I show up and then the casting director thought I was reading for the other part. And I was like, no, I'm actually reading for this, this part. <laughs> and, and then she was just as confused as I was. Oh my God. And, and then and I could tell, I could tell that she was like so disappointed, but she was like, all right, okay, that's fine. And then, she didn't look at me. She didn't, she didn't look up the entire time from the script.
0: Oh. It,
2: and there was no, there was no camera either. So I was very confused.
0: Oh, that's weird.
2: Um, yeah, and I was, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you go in and you're, you know, you're trying to focus on the script, and then as soon as I finished, I was like, man, that was what what happened there. Like it was <laughs> it was bad for me performance wise because I knew that I wasn't right for this part, and she, like, I knew that she knew I wasn't right for it. And then it was also back. So I'm just like, she's not even looking at me. Like what's going on? What,
0: the, <laughs> what kind of production was this man? Yeah. What kind of circus are you auditioning for? Man, Eric, look, I, I will let you go. Thank you so much for spending your evening with me. I really do appreciate your time. Good luck with everything in the future. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how everything uh, unfolds for you. And, uh, Oh yeah, thank you, man. You're awesome. No problem. Thank, yeah. thank you. Hey, and, and good luck with everything, man. I'll, I'll be I'll be following you. I'm new to to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I really didn't know much about it until. It's funny because as a 45 year old guy, it, it's not really something I would have been drawn to. But what what hooked me was your uh, uh, little mo- the monologue about uh, parking the the parking garage. <laughs> yeah that, that um, cracked me up
2: oh man that, yeah that's yeah it's, it's a completely <laughs> like I, I try to tell my friends because as as soon as they watch it then they get it and they originally you're like oh crazy ex-girlfriend at the chick show whatever yeah
0: but, uh, <laughs> but that that drew me in that, that made me a fan so thank you for that